Welcome to Wiseish with Dr. Kavita Sun. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you all the tools that I learned over the last 10 plus years to be able to go from feeling overwhelmed emotionally and struggling in my relationships to now being able to have emotional maturity, steadiness and thriving relationships and to be able to set and achieve big goals. It took me a long time and a lot of trial and tribulation to get to this point. And my goal in sharing this podcast is to hopefully shorten your time gap to get to where you want to go. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Super excited to chat with you today. Happy Thursday. I have been waiting to share this topic and my thoughts on this topic with you guys for weeks since the podcast started because this is one of my favorite topics. And I think um, this is kind of the right time that you would be able to make use of it. So today we're going to be talking about how to make decisions that you later won't regret. The reason that I find this topic so valuable and fascinating really is that for many years of my life, even up until my mid-30s, I would say, I did not make intentional decisions. I just let life happen to me, you know? I went into med school because I got a scholarship. I got into relationships just because they happened to be there. And I just sort of was like a leaf in the wind allowing life to happen to me. For example, I was when I was about 35, I was in a relationship which wasn't really um feeling good for either of us, but we neither of us did anything about it. And then life created the decision for us and it was kind of painful. I wish looking back that I'd known how to make an intentional choice back then. I didn't. And so for me, the low of familiarity was more um more important, I should say, at that time than the discomfort of the unknown. So I sort of allowed things to happen that I wish I hadn't. And this has happened in many other areas of my life as well and might have happened to you as well. And when I think about wisdom, which is, you know, the title of the show, I think about making decisions that see the circumstance for exactly what it is and see reality as it is instead of projecting our egos and our insecurities onto it. Because when we can do that, when we can see reality just as it is, then we can make decisions that are wise. And so I'm going to share with you my 3 by 3 sort of matrix for decision making today. Okay? All right. Let's jump into it. Number 1 of the 3 by 3, the first 3 is the three reasons that we sort of get stuck in the first place. Why do we get stuck in analysis paralysis? Right? The three reasons that I can see is one, we see problems as um a sort of an interruption to our life right instead of seeing them as the opportunities that they are because think about it whether you make a decision or not life will make a decision for you you're never coasting you're never stagnant you're always changing people around you are always changing life is in constant motion the universe is constantly changing 
that's built into, baked into the very nature of this universe. So the only choice that we have is whether we make decisions intentionally or not. But the fact that change is constant is not something we can choose. So when we can see these opportunities, these moments as opportunities, then you get to be the author of your life story. Marcus Aurelius is famous for saying, what stands in the way becomes the way. What stands in the way is the answer to your own growth and to the opportunity for you to become the author of your life. The second reason that we get stuck is what I like to call the curse of modern comforts, right? There's a famous story of uh, Benjamin Franklin who apparently at one time in his life was running a printing press and um, someone came to him and wanted to run a story and you know, said that they would pay him a large sum of money which he was in need of at that time. But he felt that the story wasn't fully true and was a little um, sensational. And so he felt torn about it. And what he decided to do is to think about why do I want this money? Okay, I'm scared of poverty. I'm scared of what that life might look like. So why don't I experience it and see what it actually is? So I'm not making decisions based purely out of fear. So what he did is he went and spent, I think it was like 24 to 48 hours, basically just sleeping on a bare wooden floor or bare floor, I don't even know if it was wooden, just bare floor, and having literally a loaf of bread with water for all his meals. And he realized that he could. I mean, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't, you know, it didn't feel great, but he was able to do it. It didn't break him. It didn't you know, cause him to suffer so much that he couldn't function. If anything, he noticed that he had a sense of pride about himself. And from that, he knew what decision to take and he said no to running that piece in his paper. Whereas now the curse of modern comforts is that most of us have enough comforts in life that we are lulled into living a mediocre life right? We just tolerate a mediocre life because of all the comforts that we're used to. And we think, oh my gosh, I can't give up these comforts. That's a big reason that we stay stuck. We want or we buy into the lull that modern comforts gives us and pulls us into this life of mediocrity. And the third one, the third reason that I think we stay stuck is because we think one path is necessarily better than another, right? You probably have felt this yourself. We think, oh, there's option A and option B. Maybe it's, it's about whether to have a child or not, whether to get married or not, whether to stay in this relationship or not, whether to move to the West Coast or the East Coast or wherever else for your job, whatever it is, right? we tend to think that there's one right answer. And that if we just think about it long enough and we analyze it for long enough, somehow we will come to the right decision. And by right, what our minds actually is trying to do is pick a solution where you will feel good. 
more than the other side. And here's what I want to tell you. Whatever you pick, whichever decision you pick, you will still have a mix of good and bad feelings. You will still feel sometimes pleasant feelings and sometimes unpleasant feelings. It'll be comfortable sometimes, it'll be uncomfortable sometimes. That is part of the human experience. So the two decisions are just different. There's literally not a better or worse decision. They are just path A and path B, okay? So we need to get away from trying to find the decision that is clearly better. Think about it, if there was such a clear difference, you would have already chosen one of them. The fact that you're stuck means there is no better choice. It's not one is better than the other, and no amount of analysis is going to give you that answer because they're about the same. So we make a choice based on what? And that's what we're gonna talk about in the next section. So the first three of the three by three paradigm is the three reasons that we get stuck. When we recognize those three reasons, we can be more aware and wise about not falling in those traps. The next three are the three filters I use to make decisions, okay? Number one of that is I ask myself, am I owning my inner state right now? Right now. See, if I fully believe that my inner state is my responsibility and that happiness is a state of mind, then really I could be happy in either choice, right? So if that is true, then I need to make that true right here, right now in this moment. If I, in this moment, am blaming someone else or my past or my parents or my circumstances for how my emotional life is going today, then I won't be suddenly seeing my future as, you know, living as someone who is fully emotionally responsible. I can't make that leap if I'm not doing it today. So the number one question I ask myself is, am I owning and taking full responsibility for my inner state today, right here, right now? And we have a process that we teach our clients in our mastery program, which is our monthly membership program, um, called Emotional Freedom Formula. And I will teach you that in the next podcast to help you uh, learn how to own your inner state right here, right now. But that's the first question I ask myself. So that I don't delude myself into thinking, oh, that decision is going to make me feel better. I need to feel better now and then make the decision, okay? Number two, I ask myself, what are my values in this life domain? For example, when I was working as an inpatient psychiatrist, I remember at one point talking to my spouse and saying, you know, the reasons that I went into psychiatry and what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis, they don't align in the, in the values that I wanna bring to my work. Now, this is not to say it will be the same for everyone. Someone else will find that exact job extremely gratifying, right? So there's no right and wrong job. There is only the right and wrong fit, and it's a values-based fit. And so when I realized that, I started looking for, okay, what do I, what do I need to design in my work life that would make it a better fit? 
And that question then led me through a series of experiments and conversations that led to doing what I do now, which I love, right? So people ask me all the time, are pros and cons lists good or bad? They're not good or bad. It is that just making pros and cons lists will just keep you in indecision. But if you can make a pros and cons list with respect to your values in that life domain, then you'll have a clearer answer. Okay? Number three, what would my future self be proud of? Okay? The reason this question is really important is because research has shown that when we are thinking about an uncomfortable decision, right, we tend to overestimate the negative consequences of that decision. So for example, let's say you're contemplating leaving a relationship. Many times our brain chatter will be about how lonely it will be and painful it will be and how the children will, you know, have a hard time or how financially it'll be hard or, you know, and we tend to project that and think that that's how it will be for the rest of time, right? That we will live and die alone. And research has shown that that's not the case. In fact, it seems to take about three to six months for us to bounce back to the same or similar similar level of life satisfaction and happiness that we have now. This is the case even when someone has uh, won the lottery, okay? And this is the case even when someone has had a divorce, went through a divorce, or um, even when someone has had an accident and become paraplegic. So even for calamitous things, the negative consequences that we think will happen and we project will happen are not as bad as we think that it's going to be. So it's really important then to imagine what the consequences of this decision will feel like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and think about the pros and cons of having lived according to your values 10 or 20 years from now. Because your mind will only share the cons, you've got to force yourself to think about the pros as well. So for example, let's say you're thinking about uh, leaving a relationship, right? Your mind will immediately tell you all the reasons that it will be painful and horrible and you will suffer. But it won't tell you that 10 years from now, you probably will be more than fine. You likely would have met somebody else you now know what it is that you want, what it is that you don't want. You can, um, you probably will be flourishing because of having done that hard thing. You may have better friendships. So I'm not saying that that will or won't happen. I'm saying that it's important to not get tunnel vision with regard to the possible negative consequences because then what we do is we make a decision that's based on just fear right? Fear of pain pushes us in one direction. And when we make decisions based on fear, I can tell you, you will most likely regret it. So those are the three decision uh, filters, right? Am I owning and taking a responsibility for my inner happiness right now? What are my values in that life domain? And making a pros and cons list with respect to the values. And then what would my future self 
be proud of. Not what my future self will say was easy or pleasant, but be proud of 10, 20 years from now, okay? And the final three is the three next steps for you, my dear listener. Wherever you are contemplating making a decision, because life is full of small, medium, and big decisions, right? And there's probably something that you are debating between right now. Number one, take ownership of your own happiness today. No decision is going to make you happy. It will have its advantages and disadvantages, but happiness is an inner gain. So take ownership of that today. I'll show you the emotional freedom formula next week, but don't wait for that. From today, be aware that you are the driver of your bus and all your thoughts and feelings are just the passengers. You are responsible for where your bus goes. Number two, switch context. We often forget about the power of our environment or our behavior, right? Dr. Marshall Goldsmith said, if you don't create and control your environment, your environment will then create and control you. So, you know, we, we were talking earlier in a client session about echo chambers and the fact that when we are in one situation, maybe it's a job, and you're thinking about, oh, I really want to take a break from my job, take a sabbatical for six months and, I don't know, go to volunteer in this country. Let's say that that's one of the decisions you're thinking through. If you're surrounded by people who are also working at a kind of a steady, secure job, you know, similar to the one that you're in right now, and you ask them or look around in that environment for what you should do, you will never have the full picture, right? Because you're in an echo chamber and that echo chamber will just keep echoing back the preference for the quiet, stable, secure job. Not that that's wrong, it's just that you will never get the full picture, right? So our context and our environment is really, really important. Again, let's say you're contemplating leaving a relationship or divorce, right? I say this because this comes up with our clients quite a bit. Should I stay? Should I leave? There is no right or wrong answer. All I suggest is make sure that you know people who have done both. Make sure you know people who have stayed even when it was hard and figured it out. And make sure you also hang out with a few people who have divorced and see how their life is like. You'll notice that they have some pros and they have some cons as well. They probably have more you know, independence and freedom and um, oh, I don't know what else, social freedom, all kinds of things, right? They get to experiment and travel whenever they want and whatever else. But there's also some cons. It will give you the experience of, oh, there is no one situation that is terrible or perfect, which means that it's just a matter of what my values are and what I want to do, because I actually can handle both. And you've got to not just think that, you've got to experience that by being in environments where that is normal and seeing yourself in them. Okay, very, very important. Number three, the third step for you today 
is to upgrade your identity. What do I mean by that? Well, when something happens to us, right? Like I was saying, there's all this research on when, you know, when we um, lose a loved one or uh, have an accident and maybe get paralyzed or, you know, really big, big changes. Once it's happened to us, the decision's already made, right? And once it's made, our minds will start engaging in environments where we can um, have resilience, right? We can absorb some resilience from those around us who are just ahead of us on that same journey. And also, you'll start seeing yourself as someone who can also do that. So upgrading your identity is something that can happen just by life doing things to you. But what I would recommend is to do it yourself, right? So you can make intentional choices. For example, if there are parts of your life right now where you are living sort of off kilter with respect to your values, it need not be even in the same domain as the big decision that you're contemplating. Maybe you want to um, spend 15, 20 minutes with one of your children every day just really being present. And you keep telling yourself you want to do that, but something or the other comes up and it doesn't happen, right? You could just start there and show yourself that you are capable of doing hard things in small, tiny ways you are in fact capable of doing hard things. And when you do that and you feel that sense of pride in who you are being in that moment, right? You then build up confidence about your capacity to do it in the big things. But you can't just jump to the big things if you don't have the experience and the confidence that you're able to do it in the small things. So upgrade your identity gradually, start today. So those are my three in three decision matrix. I hope you found that helpful. Quick summary, three reasons we get stuck so we don't fall into those traps. One, see them as opportunities to be your own life author. Two, don't get sucked into a life of mediocrity just because of comforts. Three, there is no one right path. And so analyzing it for the perfect answer which will only give you good feelings is going to keep you stuck. Three filters. Am I owning my inner state right now? What are my values in this particular domain? And make a pros and cons list with respect to those values. Number three, what would my future self be proud of 10 or 20 years from now? And finally, the three next steps for you. One, take ownership of your happiness from today onward. Two, switch context and experience different environments on both sides of the decision so that you are not tempted to make a decision just based out of ignorance or fear. And number three, upgrade your identity in small ways so you start seeing yourself as someone who can do hard things. Because when you see yourself like that, then you won't shy away from the discomfort of growth. All right? I hope that was helpful to you, my friend. I know I've 
put a lot in there. Um, we can slowly unpack it as well as the podcast episodes, you know, in the coming weeks. But this is gold. This is a three by three framework that you can use even 20, 30, 40 years from now. So please make use of it, journal about it, write it down and take those next three steps that I suggested. If you take tiny steps in those directions that I, you know, offered to you, you will eventually master the art and science of making decisions that you don't regret. All right. If you found this helpful, please give us a, a review. Every time we get a five-star review, we go up in the Apple rankings, which means more people are able to find the podcast and benefit from it. So please take one second and go give us a review. I would so appreciate it. Thank you, my friend, and see you next week.